0: A word for today, Lions Down's daily podcast to help you abide in Jesus by seeing to it that his word abides in you. Nothing could matter more. This isn't to replace your personal Bible reading and prayer, but rather encourage and help you in it. It's Tuesday the 19th of January and we're returning to to Peter. And uh, we saw yesterday that Peter is writing to elements within the church of his day, And through God the Holy Spirit is writing to us in our day, the Bible is the living Word of God, he is writing to elements of a church that need rebuking. And that phrase in verse 19, where Peter says, you will do well to pay attention, is uh, a rather starchy uh, phrase that uh, is not uh, just a friendly, let me give you a cuddle and encourage you in every way I can, but... uh, uh, You can imagine Peter looking his reader in the eye and saying, now look here, you're neglecting something. And what they're neglecting, according to that uh, verse, verse 19 of 2 Peter chapter 1, is the Word of God. You will do well to pay attention, says Peter, to his readers of the time, and says God to you right now and to anyone who is listening to this podcast. We saw that... uh, Peter is uh, not impressed by the state of the church, and as we look back on what we considered last week, we begin to see that more clearly. After all, he was telling his readers to supplement their faith with other things, virtue, knowledge, self-control, steadfastness, godliness, brotherly affection, and love. Now, in saying that, what he's really saying is you need to make your faith real. You need to make it something that's on the inside, not just something that's shown in your conduct, but that's believed in the very heart of your inner being. And if you do that, he says, you won't be, the things he goes on to describe in verses 8 and 9, which is ineffective, unfruitful, short-sighted, blind, and forgetful about what the whole gospel stands for. Again, that's not a good condition for a church to be in if it is those things. Possessing a superficial faith and acting in ways that that are ineffectual, unfruitful, blinkered, willfully blind to the truth, and forgetting what the gospel is all about and turning to other things uh, with which... Um, the message of the gospel is completely relativized and sidelined and eventually um, concealed altogether. And that's why Peter goes on to tell his readers to make their calling an election sure. He's saying, look, if you happen to fit into this category, you want to be sure that you are a Christian. Are you truly saved? And it tells us that as Peter writes his last will and testament, to the church he loves, the church for which the Lord Jesus Christ died and actually for which Peter is to die shortly. The greatest threat to the church is not from outside persecution, but it's from within. It's actually from within each of our own hearts attracted to false teaching that is also from within, teaching that can make a church complacent and sluggish and forgetful and start to serve other agendas. And so, as we now come to the second half of chapter 1 of 2 Peter, let's remember that Peter is in effect writing what is corrective. He's acting in a a very diplomatic way, which is quite un-Peter-like, but we mustn't miss what he's really saying. So let me now read from verse 12 of 2 Peter chapter 1. Therefore, as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. So I'm going to return to that uh, central phrase at the end, or in the middle of verse 19, you will do well to pay attention. And as I said yesterday, Peter is clearly referring to the prophetic word. Now that word for prophetic just means it's the word of God. It's the word of God channeled through human agents, Holy Spirit-inspired agents that set that word down. It's referring to Scripture or the written Word of God, what comes to us today in the Bible. And what Peter is really saying there is stop neglecting that word. You will do well to pay attention. He's speaking with restraint. It's almost uh, sarcastic, isn't it? It seems that these people are neglecting the word. Now, what does he say about this? Um, And he makes an amazing comparison in verses 16 to 18. You see, what he refers to in verses 16 to 18 is the transfiguration. And uh, that was an astonishing event that Peter, James, and John, those were the only three who were with Jesus when this happened. What happened was Jesus was uh, transfigured. His identity became clear in the shining glory that was blinding to look at. He was revealed in his real person as the living, eternal God, God in human flesh, but shining out his glory. And with him were Elijah and Moses, the great characters from the Old Testament. Moses testifying to the law, Elijah standing for all the prophets. And then, as if that wasn't enough, the heavens are ripped open and God the Father speaks into his creation with an audible voice identifying Jesus as his son and stating how pleased he is with him. Now, you might think, well, there couldn't be a more spiritual experience than that. That is the most supernatural experience ever connected with Jesus, and it's the one that was witnessed by the least number of people. And Peter, having described that experience, says... In verse 19, having said, we heard this very voice in this situation, the voice of God himself speaking from heaven down to earth. And then in verse 19, he says, and we have something more sure. Isn't that amazing? More sure than that? And what he's referring to is the written scriptures. He's saying they are more reliable more firm, more well founded more verified, more guaranteed, because those written scriptures are the prophetic word. You see, what he's really saying is that the written scriptures constitute the direct word of God. They are God speaking, not a dead record of God having said things in the past, but a present experience of God speaking now. The word of God comes to us on the breath of God. It is God-breathed. And that is what he is referring to in the prophetic word. And he says you will do well to pay attention to that word. seems that they were underestimating it. We'll come back to this important topic tomorrow. Heavenly Father, thank you so much that when we read the Bible, we hear you speak to us in the here and now. Please, would you help us to get our minds around this and so to reverence your word as we should? We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. A word for today, helping you abide in Jesus by seeing to it that his word abides in you. This podcast was brought to you by Lionsdown at lionsdown.org.